Hi everyone, welcome to a special episode of Project Mindy. I interviewed the hilarious Lauren Spencer, who plays Jocelyn on The Sex Lives of College Girls. Hope you enjoy! No worries. I had always been told, you know, to act like people would always say based on my personality, like, oh, you should act. Have you ever thought about acting? I'm like, no, I'm that is a skill set that I feel like is beyond me and bigger than me. I'm not going to sign up for that at all. But um, once I got the opportunity to, I was like, you know what? Being on camera and representing Black women with disabilities in roles that are very authentic to my own experience, um, whether it's from the experience of a Black woman or from the experience of disability or both, um, I thought that that was way more important than my own fears or hesitation around this assumption of what it's like to be an actor. And so luckily I've been able to do a good job in the things I've been cast in. So <laughs> that makes me happy. That makes me feel like I still made the right decision. Oh, definitely. I'm so glad you decided to you know, embrace that. Um, so I have seen some clips from Give Me Liberty um, and you just pop on screen in that. I'm sure everyone has told you that. I've heard it once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> So what can you tell me about that experience? And I heard there might be, you know, uh, a series coming soon also. Ooh, somebody <laughs> did some research, research. Um, well, I can't, I don't know much about any potential series or anything of that nature. So I, I don't know anything about that rumor, um, but I will say that being part of the film was an incredible experience, you know, working with such a passionate artist like our director, Kirill Mikanovsky, it really, really does something to you as an actor because he really saw things in my ability to act that I didn't even know was there. Mm -hmm. He was able to really push me in a lot of scenes to really tap into things that, you know, maybe I wouldn't have naturally done it, but having to stay in character and be mindful of those, of those things, you know, um, was really great. And seeing a group of people who really all came together to put together this film with popsicle sticks and rubber bands and <laughs> duct tape, literally sometimes, um, for the sake of this story was really admirable to see. And that says a lot about Alice Austin, who was our producer, and then Kirill, our director, about their leadership and getting everyone on board to just pushed through until until we made it all the way through to Sundance and Cannes and the Spirit Awards. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, is So through that film, is that how you got involved in auditioning for the Sex Lives of College Girls? 
Yeah, essentially, like once I did Give Me Liberty, um, that's when my agents started pitching me out just for more acting roles and finding more acting roles in general. So I had auditioned for, you know, guest star spots on a bunch of TV shows and commercials, but all of that happened during quarantine because when we got nominated for the Spirit Awards, that was February 2020. So then March 2020 comes and it's the world shuts down. So talk about a scary moment Uh, (laughs) on on many levels, mind you. Um, But once Hollywood started finding um, safe ways to open up productions again, that's when auditions started to fly in and self-tapes started to fly in. And that's when I was doing a bunch of self-tapes for commercials and and guest spots. But you know, uh, sex lives came and I was like, and as soon as I read the sides for the audition, I said, oh yeah, I got this. I said, this is me all day long. I could do this one. Did, so I saw an interview with Justin Noble and he said that when they saw you, they were like, it's a wrap. We found Jocelyn. Yes. Yes. That's what they told me. Like they didn't tell me in the moment. That was like a conversation we had after they made the decision and, you know, all the paperwork was done and all that stuff. Justin and I had a conversation because again, because it was quarantine, it wasn't like we could have went to have lunch or anything. So it was a lot of Zoom calls um, and we we had a Zoom call and that's what he told me. And I was really shocked by that. I was like, what? It was like that. Okay, this is amazing. So my gut feeling was right. So you feel like you have a lot in common with Jocelyn as a character oh yeah Jocelyn is the college version of myself like I remember being that girl who was navigating her young adulthood and her sexuality at the time just anything that looked mildly attractive I was all in it I was just in the mix. I was at the parties. I was throwing the parties. So I could relate to Jocelyn so much more. I think the difference between Jocelyn and I, or my college self, is I would say Jocelyn, I feel like, navigates her journey from a space of confidence and knowing who she was, where during my college years, I was trying to figure out who I was and just was using fun and excitement and parties as a way to maybe escape my own doubts and insecurities and thinking, oh, well, if I just party it away, it'll be all good. So, Mm -hmm. you know, hence why I go to therapy now. So (laughs) So maybe, you know, people would see you and see, you know, a certain person, but maybe it's a little different on the inside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, I didn't recognize it as that at the time. Um, but now looking back on it, I'm like, okay. So it's almost like Jocelyn gets to be the college version of myself that maybe on the inside, I wish I would have been, um, at that time. Well, that's a fun kind of reliving then, or am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Because now it's like the mature version of myself who is very clear on who I am today gets to relive that time through through Jocelyn and being fun and being honest and being witty and being the go-to girl for 
everybody, like everyone at Essex knows, like if you want to know where to go, where the turn up is at, where the hot spots are at, holla at Jocelyn. She's the one. <laughs> and she seems always down to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. She, you know, because it's like, why not? We're in college. We're young. We're free. We get this freedom of not being around our parents and all of us are navigating it together at the same time. I think that's a big part of what makes just the college experience in general so much fun is everyone is on the same page. Everyone is trying to figure out. Nobody's got it more figured out than the next. So it makes it a good time when it's like, you know what? Let's all just go in and have a good time. Yeah, I definitely wish I had known that in college. Yeah, definitely definitely I in college like I said I I was definitely very fearless in many ways um I just wish it was from more of a confident space (laughs) than just like fighting through you know my inner my inner child I guess I totally understand so you watch the show Um, I mean, you can't talk about the show without talking about the amazing parties that go on. Oh, yes. One of my favorite scenes from season one is at the naked party and Jocelyn has no fear. She's like, I'm just going to go in it. But did you have any of those wild parties in your college experience? So I've never gone to like a naked party However, I've been to parties where people got naked. So okay. I'll say I, that those I've been to a couple of those. And yeah, it gets it gets wild, but it's college, you know? And the benefit of when I was in college was that there was no social media like that. Like social media wasn't the big thing. So people weren't constantly having their phones in your face and everything else. I think that's kind of like a you know, you, you got to just be careful these days partying and, and, and living your best life uninhibited because, you know, people always got a camera in your face. Now you can't just like explore and be free as much as you used to be back in the day. Yeah. You have to worry about someone taking your picture. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's very weird. I think it's so strange. Sometimes I like, am even going across the street and I have like a quick moment of like, I wonder if someone is just taking a photo of me because I do not look my best self right now. And they're probably posting me on their story talking about how bad my outfit looks. <laughs> Wait, do people let you like recognize you and take your picture without telling you? I don't, I mean, I haven't caught anybody doing it without telling me, but I've definitely had people recognize me and ask for pictures for sure. In, and is it from the show or from your YouTube or... Just you, I think it's more from the show now, um, but I've definitely like few and far between it before the show was definitely like from YouTube um, or some people had seen Give Me Liberty. But now that the show has been out, it's it's definitely because of the show. Is it um, does it get annoying or is it still exciting every time? it's kind of cool I'm not gonna front like it's actually kind of dope like it's it's just so it's it's really a feeling that's like hard to even describe 
like to know that people know you and feel connected to you and yet you've never seen them a day in their lives yet they get to see you every week so it's a weird a weird dynamic but it's such a blessing it's such a blessing because it really feels like wow like I'm doing something that's really bigger than myself that's really affecting people that people love it people enjoy it and so yeah it's 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 wild it's really it's really one of those experiences that like it has to happen to you for you to get it yeah I definitely don't get it yeah (laughs) that's all right though that that's a blessing too that's a blessing too is there something that you feel like people who come up to you always say or anything that like you notice people saying a lot when when they meet you um I usually always get what well, actually happened to me twice yesterday. Um, so I I regularly visit um, this one place to go shopping. And the girl who works there, she works there all the time. And she was just like, I knew I recognized your face this whole time. She was like, I was just watching you on Sex Lives. And so, you know, I get that. Was like, I knew I knew your face or I'll get, um, uh, what's another one? Like, wait, wait, aren't you that girl? Is it, is it, net, is it Netflix? Is it stars? And I'm like, HBO Max. And they're like, yes, sex life, sex life. So I get that all the time. Or I get the, where do I know you from? How do I know your face? And then that's the most fun for me. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I just play it. Cause you you know, I, never wanna, I don't ever want to feel like an asshole be like, oh, it's because you've seen me on sex lives. Cause I don't know where they've seen me. They could have seen me on the internet or at a party or, you know, I don't want to just assume it. So I always have fun when people like feel like they recognize me, but they can't pinpoint it. That's fun. That could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that is fun. Well, I did want to talk about your YouTube because I don't know if everyone you know, who watches knows your history of being very open. And I think Sitting Pretty started how many years ago? 2015. That's crazy. Do you want to just tell, um, you know, listeners a little bit more about it? Yeah. So Sitting Pretty was a YouTube channel I started back in 2015. Um, It was my way of taking control of my livelihood. I wanted to be sure that no matter what happens at whatever job that I would be able to maintain my life and my well-being. And so I created Sitting Pretty and created just content dedicated to showcasing disability lifestyle in a fun, fly, sexy kind of way. And... So for me, um, that was my creative outlet for a long time, just sharing my experiences from sex, dating, and relationships with a disability to what are my fears of having a disability? You know, what are the benefits of having a disability? What to say and what not to say to people with disabilities and, and interviewing fellow people from the community and getting their perspectives and and their thoughts on their experiences. And so inherently creating all of that content made me recognize what my purpose in life was, which was to be this representative of the disabled community, but in an authentic way. 
and just empower people to one, live their life to the fullest if they're a person with a disability or um, if they're non-disabled, kind of being able to bridge that gap. So that way there's, we don't have to have that weird awkwardness that happens when non-disabled people don't know how to properly interact with the disabled community. I do like the videos that you've shown of, you know, what not to say and, you know, moments that you have experienced that, you know, maybe you didn't get the greatest reaction from mm-hmm. other people, um, but you're very approachable, like in a, you know, it doesn't feel like you're talking down to anyone, even though, of course, you have the right to with some of the things that you <laughs> Yeah, you know, and but that's always the goal because at the end of the day, it's like, I know people aren't really educated on disability. Hell, I didn't know much about the community beyond my own experience until I started my YouTube channel. You know, we don't learn these things until we have to learn them, right? Um, so I never want to shame anybody or embarrass anybody for simply not knowing. Now, if you know and you're just being a dick, then that's something completely different. But I'm so sorry. I didn't even know if I was allowed to curse on this podcast. No, it's totally fine. It's just the internet. Okay, cool. Um, You know, then that's something different. But like, that's the point is like, we we have to get to a space where we just know how to, and I think that's one of the things we always talk about. We all just, we have to start having the conversation, having the conversation. Having the conversation means we can't embarrass, shame, talk down people for simply not knowing Mm -hmm. so that's what that's what that is about for me so it's like yo like I'm just gonna talk to you just like I would talk to one of my homies and it's I mean the audience can be anyone also you know it's like fashion tips and makeup and stuff you know exactly exactly and I think that's what made my channel stand out from from a lot of other disabled creators was that I really was coming at it from a perspective of being universal to all with my disabled spin on it. Okay. Has anyone ever told you you should be a talk show host? Girl! I, if Farrah could just unmute herself for three seconds, I promise you, we have been getting that so much lately. So much. Like, just wow, you you should host something. Have you ever? I um had a meeting with um some people once, and that was the thing. They said, Have you ever thought about hosting a show? And I'm like, God damn it, one more thing to add to my plate. Okay, I'll do it. If someone were to give me a set, oh, I know I could host the show. That would be a dream come true. I would watch the hell out of it. Yeah. Whatever channel, like it would be so great. I love that. Okay, so I know I at least have one viewer. Oh, for sure. I'll promote Gotta it. Gotta get a few more and then we'll get a season going. <laughs> um, so what has been, I know you guys are very tight-lipped about what's gonna be on the show, but mm-hmm. I guess for last season, was there a scene or a time that was sort of the most fun for you to film? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I would say it was the 
the season finale episode with the anything but clothes party oh my gosh that was one of the funnest ones um because even though they ended up cutting the scene that I was in at the party uh in the final cut which is fine um being on set when it was all of us together was a lot of fun because that was the very first time I had met Chris in person um I think that was the first time that I met Elia in person oh right because um, you guys don't interact as your characters don't interact on the show exactly so if our characters don't interact we don't film together unless the way they like scheduled out our shoot days like they end up overlapping um so yeah so when we all got together and just started to get to know each other on set and having fun that was something that really stood out and Betty's Princess Diana wedding gown recreation out of dinner napkins wait I don't think I saw that Oh, because they cut the scene. No. Okay, tell me everything. Yes. It was iconic. It was absolutely iconic. There's a couple of pictures floating around on the internet. Okay, I got to find them. Yes, it was iconic. So that was really, really, really fun. And just seeing how creative wardrobe got with our costumes was really dope too. So what were you dressed as? Or what, what did you use? Mine was made out of sticky notes. So I had this bra and like panty situation, but it was made out of, well, it wasn't fully made out of sticky notes. It was, you know, the garments, but it was just covered in sticky notes. Everyone looked so amazing. And I was just thinking like, if we did this in college, it would be like, everyone's clothes would just, it would just be off in like a minute. I can't imagine oh, yeah. everything that went in behind creating those. Yeah, and that's the thing too. They had to make those costumes for all of the extras too. Oh, right. Yeah. So it was it was a lot on their on their side, but they killed it. Like one person was like beer pong, another one I remember was um was a a loofah, another one like they really, really got creative with all of the costumes. Now I want to go back and watch the episode and kind of pause to see what I could see. Oh my gosh, that would be the best. Like talk about Halloween inspiration for next year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So um, are we know that Jocelyn has no trouble getting any suitors, but yeah. are we going to see any of that in this season? <laughs> what can you tell me? <laughs> I can say that it's worth watching the season to find out. <laughs> that's a good one. That's very diplomatic of you. <laughs> so Farrah told me before when we were talking that you're also working on a Disney show. Yes, Disney Junior's Firebuds. It's an amazing animation. Um, I voiced the character of Jazzy. Um and she is just the spunkiest young little girl. Um, and it's centered around first responders and their families. But in this world, their cars 
also talk and have their own lives as well. So the fire trucks and the ambulances and, and the police cars, you know, every, every person in their car has its own personality, its own life. And it is honestly one of the most fulfilling projects that I've ever been a part of. Just being able to also be able to create work or be a part of projects that are affecting kids, because I love kids so much, um, is really, really special to me. So I was really excited to be a part of that. Okay. And has that come out yet? Yes, it is. It is out. I believe there's more episodes to still come. Um, I'm just not aware of, of when the newer episodes will be coming out. Okay. I'll make sure and plug that. Um, and you obviously, you, um, have talked a lot about, you know, what you want people to know about yourself and about being disabled, but like, I guess specifically college years, do you have any advice for someone who is in college and kind of, you know, maybe unsure about where they fit in any advice? Ooh, um, I would say, I would say, don't be afraid to explore, you know, because um, I think we get pigeonholed a lot of times, especially in college of like, well, this is who I am, so I can't do that, or I shouldn't go here, and I, I shouldn't go to this party, and I don't think I would mesh with this group of people. It's like, explore it make as many friends as you can because those friendships last a lifetime like I'm still best friends with a lot of the people that I went to college with and so just just explore be patient make mistakes make them now don't try to figure it out don't try to be right now make mistakes and enjoy the process that is really good advice, especially about making friends. Yes, absolutely. Because it, it's so, it's so necessary. Those, those friendships are going to last a lifetime. I can promise that. So I know you have a lot of projects going on and work going on, but what do you hope to do in the future? Um, yeah, I mean, I would hope to be able to host a show. I mean, I think that's, <laughs> That sounds like it's the next thing for me to do. We got to figure that out. I got to get my agent on the line with that one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hosting a show, of course, everybody knows now more than ever, my rom-com with Michael B. Jordan, that has to happen. Definitely. That's, that's mandatory at this point. I mean, listen, the fact that Michael hasn't hit me up yet, I'm starting to feel offended. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, but that... Um, you know, just, just really, I, I want to do another film. Mm -hmm. Being a part of another film would be really, really dope and exciting. Um, and yeah, just more seasons of Sex Lives, I it's think would be amazing. Show. Yeah. 
So I talked to um, like South Asian creatives who were trying to enter the field. And I don't know that there's a, a big push to, okay, let's include more racial and ethnic diversity, yeah. but maybe not as much about disabled characters. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any advice for someone who's like a filmmaker um, mm -hmm. who wants to include something but they're like maybe not sure how to go about it I think what usually is the 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 reason people get stuck on that is because they feel they have a very narrow perception of what a disabled person can or cannot do mm -hmm. right so they're like well where does a disabled person make sense in my project it's like I don't know the lead character <laughs> The girlfriend, the villain, the best friend, the driver, the like literally anywhere a human exists is where a disabled character can exist. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it tends to be a challenge is because people always remove the humanity out of a person with a disability and see the disability first. Okay. And they're like, well, where can we put a wheelchair? It's just like, where do you want to put the the person first? Then we can maneuver around everything else. So I would say that just being mindful of just like what characters do you have and then just make somebody a disabled person. I love that. Where do you want the person to be? And then you'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what can you tell me about, um, Live Solo, your new project? Yes. Yeah, so Live Solo is my lifestyle brand. It's dedicated to young adults with disabilities who are seeking independence and self-empowerment. Um, as of right now, it is an online blog and an online store where, we are tapping into fellow people with varying disabilities. We have um, people who have severe food allergies to um, cerebral palsy, to ADHD, to many different, different varying disabilities. And they're all sharing their experiences and, uh, and their solutions on how they've been able to navigate a positive lifestyle with the particular disability that they have. And so one of our main mottos to live solo is enter a new era of disability. And that's our goal is to create this new era of what life with a disability is, how it's experienced, and essentially the blog being written by like I said, so many different people with different disabilities, that blog being a resource to people being able to figure it out. So that way we can enter this new era where disability is attractive, where disability is, you know, um, respected, where it's honored, where it's appreciated, and our humanity shines before our disability does. And so that's what that is all about. Um, the website is www.livesolo.co. And on there, you could read so many different blogs, 
and go to the online store, support the online store. We'll be hosting a virtual holiday party very soon. Um, so everyone can sign up for the newsletter for all of the updates. Can follow us on social media, live solo now, all one word on every platform, and just get all your updates from there. So and it's a passion project. Go ahead. Um, you are also all over the internet in all forms. So why don't you share how everyone can find you on Instagram and YouTube and all those things? Yeah. So YouTube, it's sitting pretty low, low. And that's where we'll also be hosting the video episodes of the Live Solo podcast, which will be dropping very soon. Um, so go on YouTube, sitting pretty low, low. Instagram at it's Lolo Love, I-T-S-L-O-L-O-L-O-V-E. And those are my two main social media platforms. And you could use the same names for Facebook as well. Um, and everyone, I really recommend you follow Lolo, if only on Instagram, because your videos are so great. That's <laughs> like a like, you know, sassy, but still fun. I don't know. And you're gorgeous in all of, you know, your modeling pictures. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I also have to share that I am working on a book right now. We're almost getting ready to, you know, share about it in detail, but I want people to be aware that there is a book coming out very soon as well. Does that mean there'll be a book tour as well? We're working on it. Me and Farah have definitely been talking about that being a possibility. So hopefully I'll be able to go to at least some major cities across the country and, and meet people in person and talk to people in person like that. That's definitely a goal. That would be amazing. Right? I think it'd be so much fun. So thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate you making the time and I can't wait to watch the rest of the episodes of the show and see all your scenes. <laughs>